with Ethan Larry. <laughs> what do you, what do you say when you're live? Welcome, guys. We're back for another episode of the Backlit Rejects, and uh, as you can see, I don't know if you can see actually, but we have some new equipment on the podcast at the moment, and uh, it has lots of fancy buttons and dials and colours. And I'm just dialing back the music as we speak. Right. It's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. It is very, very cool. In fact, I'll make that my gear of the week. Not because we talked about it just before, because I didn't have a gear of the week. Um, but uh, we now have a Rode, Rodecaster Pro 2, which is a kind of all-in-one recording studio, internally recording his music, all kinds of stuff. We can even, like, if we want, Drop some music mid. You ready? Mm. Uh. <laughs> it is way too fun. Yeah. So uh, we're back for another podcast, and we have a pretty, a pretty important topic today. I think um, because I didn't tell Captain Larry about it earlier, but uh, I've been doing a study for four months. I call it study because I'm doing that in, in commas. Is it commas? Air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. See, this is how bad my education is. That's why. Because <laughs> I don't even know what air quotes are, and I didn't even pass fifth form in school. That's fine. We're not here to judge. No. No. But before we get into that, uh, we do have some beers to open. So what did you, what did you bring mm-hmm. us? Well, we have the Nelson something... Fresh Hop Cold IPA from Urban Art, which oh, I yeah. oh, is a favorite of yours. I do. Yeah, I have oh. one of their shirts. Yep. Um, and then we have the Crispy Club Unfiltered Lager from Garage Project. Um, you can have your pick. Either, um, either one. I'll take the IPA. Lovely. You ready? Simultaneous. You ready? Three, wait, two, wait, 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 wait. one. Oh, fuck. These microphones. Oh, we didn't cheers. Oh, shit. Oh, that's good. Mm. Probably try not to spill that on the new equipment. Yep. Um, and what else do we... Oh, we also have Ethan Larry's new headphones. Some nice Mackies. They're, They're pretty good. Nice. Yeah. They're the same brand as my studio monitor speakers. So I thought they'd be pretty decent. Yeah, crispy. Crispy, <coughs> crispy audio. What else do we have? What else do you want to point out? It's pretty much it, really. We're not. Do, we were going to do whiskey, but Ethan said he'd vomit. I would actually throw up in your lap if we yeah. had whiskey because his palate isn't quite matured. No, I'm. You're a young a man, fourteen year old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, do you have anything else you want to get onto before we get onto the main subject? No. Hit me with some facts, right? Some science. So, um, a while ago. About what was four months ago, so I've just finished now. Mm. Um, you know, I was I was thinking the industry's changing a little bit, and uh, you know, inquiries are not what they used to be, and it's just been a little bit of a challenge for a lot of people. And in the past, I've always been the kind of person. Wait, let me reverse. I've always been the guy that's been talking about how important it is to have your price on your website. Well, not not how important it is, but how helpful it is, and and like you know, it just creates a lot less work because people see your prices on the website. 
If they can't afford it, they just skip. If they can afford it, they inquire. So it's always generated way higher quality leads, you know? Yep, yep. Um, and I spend a lot, you know, the only emails I ever get with my prices on my website is, are you free? Um, can we meet you? We want to book, basically. Yep. It's very little work to book a wedding. Yeah, people are going into it knowing exactly what they're yeah, exactly what to expect. Um, there's nothing nothing hidden. Um, basically, if if they send you an email, they're they're ready to commit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, just just a lot less work. But you obviously get a lot a lot less leads. Yeah, you know, a lot less email inquiries because um, you know you you just don't get price shoppers. Yeah, basically. So um, I ran this test where from the start of January to for the next you know from the start of January following eight weeks from that I left my prices on my website and counted everything leads where they came from what I booked what I didn't book um, and then I took my prices off my website and just put a starting price and then did it again for the next two months and I have all the data everything I can't wait to see yeah. it oh. do we have a pie chart I love a pie chart uh, no, no pie chart, but lots of percentages. <clears throat> so I'm going to jump in to my Google Docs here yep. and hit you with some facts, Yeah, basically. I want nothing but facts. I have, you guys can't appreciate this. If People that know me would know that I don't study. I don't do anything. Look at this. What? Look at this shit. That is a thesis. It's yeah, that's a thesis. This is science, yeah. people. Yeah. Science. So I'm gonna put my glasses on because I can't really read it properly. And I am a scientist. All scientists wear glasses. Mm -hmm. You should know you're a scientist. Yeah. yeah. Firstly, um, when I when I say no prices on my website, I just mean there's no like packages options. There's no nothing. I have a starting price. So it says, um, you know, package, wedding packages start from three and a half thousand. That's what it says on my website. Yep. Now, that's yep. what it says when I took it off. Before that, I had all my prices on my website, everything. Yeah. Uh, for me, so as a consumer, like say I'm looking for parts for my motorbike mm. and I go on a website because some parts, you know, if I'm looking for like carbon fiber bits or something, they often don't have a price. Mm. But you, you have to inquire for a yep. price and yep. I can't be fucked. No. I'm just like, I'm out. Yep. I move on to the next one yep. and I buy it. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are the same. Not everybody, but a lot of people are the same. So do you remember a while ago I put that post, uh, that poll in the wedding discussion group? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was like four months ago. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, it was October 2022. I have a screenshot in my nice. thesis. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of an introduction. <clears throat> and land. Yeah. Yeah. On that group, there was 749 votes. Okay. 8% of them, 8% said they didn't care and they were happy to inquire anyway. Oh, sorry. Let me read the post. So it was, if you're looking, uh, when you're looking through websites for photographers and videographers and there's no pricing packages, what do you do? Is it frustrating or do you not care? Okay. Cool. So 8% said they didn't care. Out of 749 people, 8% said they didn't care and they would inquire anyway. 25% said it's annoying but they would likely still inquire if they were keen. 67% said it's annoying and they would probably skip and keep going. 
instant gratification, right? Like for how many how many years we've been trained to to pursue something if we can get it instantly. Yeah, exactly. There was some talk when I posted that poll in our in our collective group. There was some talk about the that that particular wedding discussion group not being our ideal client and all that kind of stuff. And mm. I think there's some truth to that because um, you get a lot of people in that group, particularly that are like just looking. F- they think a thousand dollars is too much mm. yeah. for yeah. wedding photography. Yeah. True, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of clients that I've shot myself and their, their weddings have been, I don't know, 80, 100 grand and they're in that group. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think, and, and with the amount of votes, 749, I think it's a pretty valid opinion. Yeah, um, it's a good good sample size. And finally, I think really the whole thing comes down to, you know, this, this whole thing for me is because do you want to spend, like how much time do you have to mm. reply to emails? Yeah. yeah, Because you're going to see it goes up a lot. Like a lot. Yeah. And I calculated how many hours it is. Okay. Like over the time yeah. period. Yeah, right? sure. And finally, like finally, finally, this is not really scientific. This is just me. Mm. Um, but I have been in this industry for a long time. I've shot about 500 weddings. Uh, I'm still doing about 40, 50 weddings a year. And, you know, I've done it over the time period from like January to April where generally inquiries are pretty busy. Okay. So... I think it's, again, it's a pretty good sample size. Section one, statistics. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so not having my prices on my website for an eight-week period. Uh, one note as well, social. Uh, so I have, on my form I have where did you find me, blah, blah, blah. So I've split them all from where the inquiries came from and mm-hmm. social media, uh, they still the inquiries still come through my website, but they've put, that they found me on like uh, Instagram yeah. or Facebook. Yeah, okay. Cool. Having my prices on my website for eight weeks, I had nine inquiries. So just over one a week. It's not great. Yeah. But um, I had two from referrals, six from Google, like Google search, and one from Instagram. Mm -hmm. Out of those nine, I booked three of them. Three of them I was already booked, and I passed them on to like you or other photographers yeah. um, who probably booked them. And the other three were either just unsuccessful or ghosted. But two of those that were unsuccessful, they were asking for prices. Right. So <laughs> they just low quality leads that skipped. They didn't, basically didn't even look at my website. They just yeah. went straight to the contact yeah. page to price yeah. shop. Yeah. So it's kind of invalid. Yeah. But, you know, facts are facts. After taking my, so there's nine inquiries, right? After taking my prices off and over the same period, I had 33 inquiries, right? Mm. Which is a 266% increase in yes. inquiries from taking my yep. prices off yep. and only having a start price. Yep. 10 were from referrals, 15 from Google, two from Instagram, four from Facebook, and two didn't say. Okay. So again, cool. yeah. Pattern is referrals and Google, yep. super important. Yep. Out of those, five of them I booked, right? Four I was already booked and passed them on. And then all of the rest of them. Just didn't hear just, back. You don't hear back or I was too expensive or yep. whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, I know all these inquiries and I think it's very unlikely that I'm still going to book any of these inquiries, but it's possible. Yep. Open yeah. leads, some of them. Yeah, some be, of them. Yeah. Sure. But unlikely. Um, one of the important stats that I found was that 
of the eight total book, bookings, so the eight oh, so I book eight weddings mm-hmm. over that four month period, mm-hmm. right? Which still I think is quite low um, for me, but whatever. Seven of them were from referrals. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which yeah, I crazy. think really highlights the importance of making a good impression, yeah. helping your clients out, up leading up to the wedding, and just doing everything you can that is going to get you referrals. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so just there, pretty side note. So, and then I broke down the stats a little bit. In section two, statistics breakdown. <laughs> right? <laughs> I need a sip of beer for this. Yeah. So. Hit me. I'm just going to read it. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. So I had nine inquiries over that time period. Inquiries came mostly from Google, 66%, 22% being from referrals, and 11% from social media, uh, which is rubbish. I, I never get anything from social media. Yeah. I know lots of people do, but, you know, this is all, like, you know, overview from beforehand. So mm-hmm. 33% of them I was booked. 33% I booked them mm-hmm. with minimal effort, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Because I already knew my price. Um, and 33% I, I failed to book. So basic stats. Um, and then, like I said, after I took the prices off, my stat, my bookings jumped, uh, sorry, my inquiries jumped 266% to 33 Okay. So of those, it was um, mostly Google at 45% and then 30% followed by referrals and then again 12% social media. Um, and again, this is just my business, so... And of those inquiries, I booked five weddings, which only works out to a 15% success rate mm-hmm. from inquiries. Yep. 12% of them, me being already booked for, which so I couldn't book them, which yep. is fine. 72% being ghosted once I sent the price. Yeah, that's not great. No. That's not great. And I even went and found out, not exactly, but pretty much right on, how many emails mm. this took, yeah. okay? Yeah. When I took my prices off my website, when talking about the number of emails I sent before and after, uh, sorry, back and forth, before I, it was apparent that they were going to book me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You yep. get to a certain point, they're like, yeah, send me a deposit. Yeah. So it took 137 emails back and forth to f- book five weddings, okay? <laughs> 137 emails. Yeah. When I had my prices on my website, it took 31 emails to book three weddings. Mm. Okay. Yep. And uh, I already talked about the other one where, the, you know, when I had my prices on my website, mm-hmm. the two that were just rubbish inquiries that yep. just went straight to my contact form. So it was, yep. so that really that rate is a bit higher, but let's go off like real stats. Now, I broke that down to hours mm-hmm. and how much time I would have spent on hours. That's mm-hmm. why I was asking in the group how long it takes you to like send an email. Yeah. I worked it out to about five, six minutes. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah. yeah. But some people said 15, some people said 10. Like more people said 10. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is how I worked it out. So when I took the prices down, of the 33 inquiries, 24 were ghosted with, with roughly 106 emails exchanged that came to nothing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So 106 emails with nothing. Uh, that's back and forth. So reading and yeah, sending them, which works out to roughly if you think it takes about seven minutes on average um, to to read and reply to an email. Mm-hmm. That's 14 hours of emailing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a hell of a lot. I Wait, guess wasted. 
wasted hours. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, or and a- hours that did not result in a booking. Yeah, yeah. fourteen hours in uh, like seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. If you if you took longer than that, like I I calculated again. If you take some, you know, some people said fifteen minutes mm. to reply to email. Maybe they just think about it more or whatever. That jumps to twenty six hours. That's a long. That's twenty six constant hours. Yeah. Of emailing. Yeah. That's a fair amount of time. It's like, uh, if we were to go um, equivalents to like a work week, like half half a week, half a week, of, just seven to eight weeks, just in emailing. Yeah, for something that's never going to make you any money. Yeah, so there's 26 hours of time that you've spent free, yeah. basically to get nothing. Yeah, okay. It comes down to like you know I do this full time. Mm-hmm. I don't have a job. Yeah, you know I I just do weddings really. I don't really do anything else apart from podcasting and YouTube and everything else that I do because I can't sit still. Let me skip back. Do you have any thoughts on that? On those stats? How, sorry, can you go, can you backtrack for me a little bit? Sure. Um, so when you had your prices up on the website, yeah. How many emails did you send um, that did not result in a booking? It took thirty one emails in total. Oh yeah. To book those three weddings. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, which is um, let me calculate it. And that's across all nine of those leads. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, right. So replying okay. that includes booking the ones I booked yeah. and replying to the ones that yeah. ghosted me. Yeah. Um, so that's like um that's like three hours. Divided by sixty, it's like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So four hours versus twenty six. <clears throat> yeah. Time. So you're spending a lot more time filtering leads. Yeah. Um, and it was also like, you know, going down to the office and like setting it up and you know, I don't just usually reply on my phone. Hmm. Generally, I go to my computer yeah. and like check the dates properly and like yeah. and do that kind of shit. So it's not just emailing time, but you know, I, I think generally anyway. And there's other things to take into account, which is like being disheartened. Yeah. You know? Oh, totally. Like it sucks replying to people and just not getting any any inquiries back, any yeah. any replies. Yeah. yeah. Most of them don't even reply, saying it's too expensive that you just never hear from them. No. And there's something confidence inspiring about having a price on your website. You know, I've always, I've had my price on my website for years mm. and I've always booked out Yeah, every year. Yeah. But it's quite scary <laughs> when mm. you don't get a lot of inquiries, yeah. you know, cause you know, you, you could go for like a month or three weeks maybe without getting an inquiry Yeah, when your prices are on your website. Yeah. But then you'll book like three in the week after. Yeah. So I guess my thoughts were, it does take a shitload more time mm. and it's kind of annoying um, not having my price on my website. I don't think I booked any more weddings from not having my prices on there, like getting the extra work um, because there was no back and forth. Yeah, You send the email, they don't reply. Yeah, Or they yeah. reply and you book them, Yeah, basically. yeah. I couldn't find the exact numbers, mm. uh, but I went back through last season's bookings and I figured out I booked roughly 85 to 90% of the inquiries that I had. Okay. From all the inquiries I had, I booked about 85 to 90% of them. Yeah. And that includes the ones I was already booked for. Yeah. So I booked very little. Yeah. I mean, I didn't book very little yeah. of the inquiries I had. But again, I had way less inquiries. So This year compared to last or in past years? Just in general. Yeah. With right. having my pro- yeah. like, you know, I've never had this many inquiries. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I did feel like I was working a lot, um, just juggling stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like juggling inquiries and like, because I usually follow up as well. Yeah. Like one, you know, maybe like three days later because my phone app reminds me to like uh, follow up on inquiries yep. three days later. So I'll just be like, hey, just checking in if you need anything. Yeah. Yeah. And they never reply to that one either. No. Um, and I know a lot of people don't do that. So, um, and I, and I was thinking about it, like you, you tell me what you think of, you know, when people say, I don't like having my price on my website cause I like to form a bond with them mm-hmm. over email beforehand. What do you think about that? I think it's valid if you are attracting the right people to your website, but then if you're attracting the right people to your website, it doesn't really matter what your prices are anyway, right? Like if you're attracting your ideal client to your website, they see your work, they love your work, they they reach out to you, yeah, yeah, they book you, yeah. Um, I I I don't know if it matters. Um, I just don't. I've just never understood how people think they're going to form a a bond. No, over email. Not when not when on average someone's reaching out to three, four, five photographers, probably in the same evening. Yeah. Um, unless there's a really, really strong, um, uh, referral. Yeah. Say. Yeah. Yeah. And the other couple of thoughts I had was, um, like I booked, I booked, uh, I think it was two, two weddings I booked. One of them was an Indian wedding. Uh, it was like three day event. And I, when I didn't have my price on my website, they inquired, and that was a bit of a bargaining thing. Mm. And I don't know if they would have inquired if I had my price on my website. Mm. But I've done a lot of Indian weddings yeah. while having my prices on my website. And it's always a bargaining thing. Yeah. Like yeah. trying to figure out the three days. Yeah. And then there was the other one when talking about like forming a relationship with people on email. Yeah. I had one inquiry. You're going to laugh about this one. They sent me a, a huge long email mm-hmm. about who they are, everything like that. Yeah. Like it was like an essay. Yeah. on who they are yeah. and the energy and all this kind of stuff. I was like, sweet. I replied to them and we had heaps in common. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I vibed off it. Yeah. They were vibing off it. Yeah, it was cool. vibes flying all over the place. Yeah. And uh, they were like, fucking let's meet now, you know? So I met them. Yeah. But by the time they had inquired, like the, 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 there was a bit of a gap, like a few weeks mm-hmm. in between when they inquired to when I met them. Yeah. I was booked in that, in between that time by somebody else. Yeah, painful. Yeah. Yeah, and do you know who got that booking? Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. You yeah, did? I did. You little I slut. That one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Um, yeah, they're and, fucking um, awesome. And I sent them to you. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm sorry, you guys, you took a bit long. I've already booked them. And I met them in person everything. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, but my boy Ethan's booked, uh, not booked, and uh, I'll gift him to you. <laughs> and it was a gift. Um, they're, they're great. They're so cool. Um. And when you told me about the email energy and when you sent me like a little screenshot of how gutted she was um, in email, um, when he reached out to me, yeah, um, I matched that energy back to them, um, which I, I know she appreciated because when we met up with him, um, she was like, oh my gosh, your email was so funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Instant, instant connection through email. But then surely that's the... The minority case, right? Like someone oh, no, actually. That was the only one of the 33 that sent yeah. me like a story and yeah. I had things in common with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I still think the whole getting a bond with your client over email is bullshit. If you can get them to meet you yeah, before, but no one's going to meet you without knowing your prices. No. It's going to be pretty hard yeah. to get people, drag yeah. people out of their house to meet you at a bar or something, cafe somewhere and meet you without knowing at least roughly how much you're going to cost for the day. Yeah. 
Totally. I think I know one person that does that. Do you want to name them? It's uh, Big Daddy James Day. Oh, yeah, now we don't have to cut that out. He's different. Yeah. I don't know why, but he's just like, he's way better than me or you, I think. Do you? He's a pretty epic photographer. He's incredible. And he's so expensive that it just is irrelevant. (laughs) But I think he's reached that point in his career and he speaks to... um, or he, he finds the right people or the right people find him. Yeah, I um, agree. Like he's he's in such a niche. Um, and I, I would not be surprised if 95% of his bookings come from referrals. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just, yeah, basically an inner circle of James Day brides around Australia that, yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Like a, an exclusive little club. Yeah, he's quite epic. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's just my thoughts on that. I love you, James. <laughs> yeah, oh, we both met him at Down to Photo A. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That party was mm. fucked. And we met him um, at that uh, Sony Alpha Awards thing in oh, Sydney. Oh, yeah, that's back. right. It was ages ago now. Yeah, Sony. Yeah. That, that was pretty cool. I can't believe that happened. Sony flew both of us over to Sydney to judge the Wedding Photography Awards. I don't think I judged it. I was oh, just, oh, a, oh, I was along for the guest. ride. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, cool. Yeah. But that was cool. We still got a free trip to Sydney and a bunch of shit. I lost that jacket. I still have mine. I wear it oh, often. I lost yeah. it at a wedding. Oh, such no. a good jacket. Got it. It's a really good jacket. Yeah. Such a good jacket. Yeah. Um, Say so jacket one more time. Jacket. Mm. Yeah. Jacket. Yeah. Jacket. <laughs> you got to you gotta breathe into it, you know? So. <sighs> That's super interesting, though. Really, really good data. Um, yeah. My conclusion, though, is like, I'm going to leave my prices. I'm going to leave my prices off. Mm-hmm. For now, mm-hmm. because a, I think it's part. It's kind of just part of my job mm. to reply to emails as a full time wedding photographer. Mm. You know, I do have kids and I have other shit to do. Sure, but I'm I have a pretty chill life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I have a pretty sweet lifestyle, yeah. and I can afford to spend the extra hours mm. emailing people. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna not be a lazy fuck and sure. just reply to people and and. I have the ego to not care mm. if people don't yep. reply to me, reply yep. to me. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't care yeah. uh, as long as I'm booking weddings. Yeah. But I do think, and the other thing I was thinking was if you're, maybe if you're newer, like if you're a newer photographer, you're just getting into industry, you kind of need to have that bargaining power and mm. you want a high volume of inquiries. Like doing yeah. the work is just kind of part of it. Yeah. And I think that having your prices off your website for that, having a starting pr- I do think you should have a starting price, mm. period. Mm-hmm. You know, not having the prices on your website has uh, a good bargaining chip mm-hmm. if you need yep. more inquiries. Yeah. It's also a really good way to um, test your pricing, right? Like without you know, being wildly different um, between emails that you're sending out to people, um, you know, you can, you can test pricing. You can yeah. you can send someone um, sixty five hundred dollars for a full day f- photo and video package, um, and then seven grand to the next person. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. With a with a small group of bookings, you can't really get a feel for um, the market or for what's right. Um, no. But um, you can begin to yeah push the boundaries a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, and the way I've done it is I have a like a a web page. Mm-hmm. That uh, is not visible on my website, but I can sure. just send the link. Yeah, I have the same. Yeah, because I think a lot of people have like um, PDFs, mm-hmm. 
that's how they get their emotion across. Mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of you guys. I mean, I am a little bit, but come on. It's a fucking PDF. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're not showing emotion. Yeah. You're not showing your personality. Yeah. You show it when you're, in, you're on the phone with them or your video yeah. call, you meet them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Get over it. He's a grumpy old man. I am. Yeah. I lost where I was going because I was ranting. Um, you have a non-linked. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So the PDF thing, when people have PDFs, mm-hmm. that's fine yep. and it looks cool. But the problem is you can't experiment with pricing that much because mm-hmm. you have all these PDFs yep. out there in the world with yep. all these different prices. Like, how are you going to keep track of that? Yep. Like, I can change my price whenever I want and people that have already have it, they, it changes. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I have been telling people that, you know, if they if they, like I had a few, I raised my price. And I had a few inquired the day before. And I was like, look, I'm about to raise my price. So and it's going to change. Mm. So if you screenshot this and remind me, as long as it's in within the next couple of weeks, yeah. then I'll give you that price. Yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, actually I booked two of those people. So Nice. A little bit of urgency. A little bit of urgency. Yeah, nice. But I did raise my price. I wasn't just like bullshitting them. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it, it's super interesting. Um what was your, can we go back to your, um, inquiry rate? Sorry. Can we go back to your inquiry rate? Um, the previous year with pricing off your website, do you know what that was? Like how many, how, how many, many inquiries? Yeah. How many inquiries in like, yeah, the first four months of the year? Well, I don't have exact stats cause I switched email service. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right. And a lot of those emails are archived. So it was yeah. quite, I tried to find it, but yeah. Um, I mean, I book, I, I, I shot last season about 45 weddings. Mm-hmm. So whatever emails that took yep. and I had my prices on for all of them. Yeah. Obviously. And you know, it's, it's funny cause when you have your prices on your website, you don't really get ghosted. Like no, there, there's, there's occasions where they've like maybe changed their mind, maybe halfway through or something, or they just prefer somebody else, but they inquired with you first or whatever. That's fine. Totally. Yeah. Um, but if, when you have your price on your website, people just either book you or they don't, they, they just don't inquire. Um, yeah. cause I'm not cheap, but I'm not the most expensive. No. You know, I'm definitely weeding out a lot of people. Like a lot of those 33 inquiries I got after taking my prices off mm. would, it could have even been looking for prices for like 1500 bucks for the whole day. Yep. You know? Yep. And Absolutely. when I'm coming at like six grand, they're not going to, they're going to be like, sorry, bro. Yeah. Nup. Yep. So I think what we're going to do now is have a little break. and uh, Look at that. We're going to regather our thoughts um, just because we can, basically. And we'll be right back in a minute. All right. We're back. Had a little bit of a break. God, those numbers tie me out. I had a nap. Did you? Yeah. It's hard work. Yeah. Thinking about numbers and crunching things. Yeah. Being science. Spreadsheets. Doing sciences. <laughs> it's complicated. It is. It is. So, yeah, we don't really have any other topics to talk about, but actually we did have one comment uh, on the Spotify. Oh. Um, can people comment on Spotify? Yeah, yeah, they oh. can. Was it another comment about my um, sexy voice? Because I've had a few of those. No. Direct messages. Not at all. Okay. I'm going to read it out. Okay. It was from, uh, is that the, what flag is that? Mm. We're not going to say. <laughs> no. 
Uh, <laughs> it's from Portie. And um, she said, hi, Chris and Ethan. Can you please discuss sensors and what bodies to shoot side by side mm. with the A74 and why some skip the Alpha 7 range for the A9s for weddings? Do you want to begin? I mean, we've both had A9s. Mm. Haven't we? You've had A9s. Yeah. So I've had A9 yeah. and A92. Um, and now we both shoot on A7 fours, right? Mm. Yeah. I think um, the biggest decider between the A7 range and the A9 range is what you want to do with it. I wouldn't go back to A9s if I'm doing hybrid. Um, A9 no. is hopeless for hybrid. Yeah. Um, <coughs> functionally, it does everything the same except color profiles. Um, also, the A9 two, even the A9 two is old now compared yeah, to the yeah, A7 IV. Totally. The A7 IV has a lot of stuff that the A9 II yeah. doesn't have. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you're asking that question now, I think it's pointless by an A9 II mm. for weddings. Really the only benefit is the, you know, being able to have that stack sensor so you have silent shooting anywhere. Because I think a lot of people don't realise the difference between, like now conversations with people who are equipment, people don't realise that, uh, stacks, how different stack sensors are mm. and how most cameras you can't just shoot silent whenever you want. No. It's not how it works. No. It just it essentially enables super, super fast readout of the yeah. sensor, right? Um, yeah. So, you, yeah. You can just use you can just use silent shot anywhere with the A9. So A9, A9 Mark II, I think the Canon R, R3, the mm -hmm. Nikon Z9, mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Maybe a couple of others, but they're, they're the only cameras that you can shoot silent anywhere, like in a church with flickering lights, anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all the other cameras, you have to be very careful with silent shooting. In fact, I don't I don't use silent shooting with the A7 IVs unless I'm not moving fast and it's outside. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And, and aside from banding, you also get that... Um, yeah, the frame warping. The the wiggles, can't remember what it's called. The wiggles, and it shall forever yeah, be known yeah. as the wiggles. When everything, you know, you take a photo of a pole and you go like that and it's like wonky, yep. that thing. Yeah. I mean, in terms of Sony for weddings, really it's the A7 IVs. Mm. Like I don't know why you would buy any other camera unless you just had heaps of money and you wanted A1s. Yeah. Then that would be better. But, yeah. who's you know, not many people want to spend 10 grand each on a camera. And the A7 IV does everything. Yeah. Because if we if we were talking color science across sensors, there's a there's a bit of variability. But the newest ones, um, so from A7 Mark IV, the S3, the A1, yeah. the R5, they all have a really, really similar color Yeah, they're all pretty much the same. Um, then the previous generation was a bit of a mixed bag. Um, yeah, and I find they match Canon, Nikon, like all the new generation cameras, they match enough that I don't really have to adjust yeah. my presets or anything when I'm yeah. editing like second shooter files from Canon or something. Um, I'm not really a fan of the Canon files. I, I just honestly don't know what people are raving about, <laughs> honestly. Like maybe back in the day, yeah. like in the A7 II and stuff, like Sony had a bit of a funny look to them. But I, I just can't see it. I prefer Nikon files over, over Canon mm. any day. Like I had Johnny uh, associate shoot for me one wedding um, and he shot on his Z6s or Z7s or whatever and they were they were great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know anything else you want to say on cameras. As far as I'm concerned, it's like two A7 for weddings, it's two A7 fours and your lenses of choice. Mm. Like, yep. Yep. if you want to go easy, 35, 85. If you want to step out the box a little bit, like 24, 50. 
um, in like 85 or 135 for the ceremony. That's pretty much it, really. Yeah. You don't need more than that. That's pretty much the same kit you use, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2455 and something longer. Um, I actually have to buy something longer because I just sold my uh, 70 to 200. I have a wedding coming up in um, two weeks. I've got to sort something out. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to book you in for a second shooting. I booked one. I booked a wedding yesterday. Nice. And the wedding's in like seven weeks. Sweet. Yeah. In June. Sign me up. So we can do, we can turn her and Larry that shit. Mm. Been a while. Been a long while. And uh, the other thing I was going to say was I was cleaning out my office the other day, today. Yeah, what did I always say the other day? It was eight minutes ago, Chris. Eight minutes ago. I, know, I was cleaning out my office and uh, I found all these Polaroid. Look at these. Fuck, that's pretty These cool. are all my Instax. You guys are not going to be able to see this, but I have a whole bunch of Instax photos on my desk uh, from my Instax printer. They're pretty cool, eh? Like yeah, it's, so it's that's a, from the Instax camera. But oh, like yeah. some of them are yeah. from the printer, like that one. But they're great, man. Mm. That's that's another gear of the week thing, I reckon, the Instax printer. Um, I don't know where my one is, but... Um, and I have the wide camera as well. Oh, yeah, cool. That one. That's pretty cool. You know... Um, Old mate Paul Patch um, brought one of those yeah, to our wedding. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, that. That was really cool. We were just looking back at those photos a few days Man, ago. Paul Patch. I know. Have you heard from him? Yeah, yeah. He reached out a little while back. Yeah, these things are great. Yeah. And these, these are the what we use. Most of you guys listening probably already know about it because I talked about it on YouTube and other people are doing it as well. But I use Instax printer when we're at weddings to, uh, like I transfer photos from my uh, camera to my phone, edit them, and then print them out on one of these and give them, give the couple like eight photos from their day and they love it, man. Mm. Yeah, hand them over over dinner eh? and people just lose like, their mind. It's yeah. like referral gold. Yeah. You can see them going around showing their mates. Yep. Yep. They do the rounds, show the parents, the yeah. parents start crying. And, yeah. Oh, there's old awesome. Gina. Yeah, I saw her. <laughs> you guys probably can't see that because we'd be out of focus. James. James. It's a very um, sciencey episode, wasn't it? Uh, it was a lot of science. Yeah. At uh, I mean, while we talk about exiting, I'm just gonna drop some music. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> welcome to the Turner and Lowry podcast. We could start an actual radio show. Ninety-five BFM. Uh, but that's pretty much it, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. See you. Timing. <laughs>